Welcome back to One Track Minds. This is the podcast where your hosts take turns picking a song, spending a week or two or a bit listening to that song in the context of the album. And then we talk about it on this here pod as well as uh, other little tidbits uh, lately. Um, yep. There's going to be uh, there's trivia later. We have a um, there's going to be a, a break for a commencement address. It's lots wow. of fun. We just yeah, all kinds of stuff that we're going to get up to. Um, with me, I have uh, Devin. Hello. And Matt. Hiya. And this is your third permanent guest co-host, Ian. Um, this week, we're taking <laughs> yeah. a look at um, the song Winter Solstice uh, by Me Without You from their untitled album. smile, but your vampire complexion still shows and your past shows. Which is not their debut album, interestingly. Um, but before we do that, um, antics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What have you guys been been up to for the last couple weeks, Matt? You went? Did you go to a show? Yeah, yeah, I did. I went to the show, uh, The Kills. I saw The Kills. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a band that I didn't really know that well. Uh, wasn't a band that I listened to a lot, but uh, uh, had you know like a, a big following. You know, j- similar to Devin's experience at the Bully Show. I don't know if you were there for that conversation, but uh, Devin found it was like a lot of older people that was definitely the case at this show not not a lot of younger people at at the kills but uh very fun like energetic live show it was two two people on stage and so they had like a drum machine which you would think would feel a little bit sparse but felt very full they knew how to fill up the stage and entertain so it was it was a fun show cool yeah, yeah. I've never heard them, uh, but I do remember you saying something. About yeah, it was. It's very like Black Keys ish, White Stripes ish, that sort of thing. Hmm. I, cool. Yeah, I don't know much about them. I feel like there's like there's a song or two that I would recognize, but I mainly know them from being upset by their haircuts. They were. You upset? were upset. Yeah, they usually have like very frustrating haircuts. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Okay. Let's unpack that a little bit. What? What about these haircuts upsets you, Ian? Oh, they're just, it's like very like couture, high fashion, like lots of like, like the guy will have like part of his hair, like really short, like towards like the crown of his head. But then on the other Mm -hmm. side, like, uh, like bangs that come down like to above his ear, but there's no transition. It's just like, yeah. Do you feel like the haircuts are in the room with you now? (laughs) Um, I, they, I haven't seen them in a few years. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, I think his hair has gotten a little some... bit better, but but I've seen I saw I've seen a video where from from back in the day when I I I do know what you're talking about with his hair specifically. Uh, her hair, I think, is fine, but his hair crazy, was a little crazy off topic. Like what? I mean, what, what are we doing here? Like who cares about people's haircuts? Like that's crazy. <laughs> it's just it's okay. just like I'll see them. Someone will be like, oh, and the 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 kills will be on you know, the tonight show. And I'm like, Oh, that hair sucks. Yeah. And and then I Crazy. move on with my day. Nice. Yeah. I, I've, I haven't really been, been doing much just working and writing and trying to fit everything into short weeks. I mean, it feels working full-time sucks. Feels like, uh, 
don't have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I know I that's the that's that's the issue with with a job. I feel like I have I have all these ideas and I can I cannot do any of them. I can barely do this podcast. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like we've set this one tiny goal for ourselves. And it's like it's like too much. Big ask. Big ask. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. The other thing. Um. Yeah, family day is today in, in Canada, so uh, I didn't have to work today, so I'm nicely relaxed and uh, just kind of hung out all day and had a great weekend recharged, so no better time, no better time to talk about me without you. Yeah, what what did, uh, I guess, I guess, Ian, you're like, uh, or, or can we start with Devin? Mm. Uh, because, you know, I, I don't know what your relationship with me without you is. Uh, it's not anything and it's it was a weird kind of roller coaster when i knew that song like january 1979 and i think that song is like really good and like it's like appeared on a lot of my like playlists and stuff and then i listened to the uh suggested song and album and then i was like oh that's a different band then mm. i was like that's not the band i was thinking of uh and then i never really th- went back and looked even though it's like right on the fray page but until just like five minutes ago i looked it up and i was like oh that is them that's the same band that's a very different sounds so is um, that is that like a very early is that very early me without you i i'm not super familiar with the band we might have either. to defer to ian on this one yeah. so uh do you so the, you, uh, the, yeah i mean the, the thing i think is cool about um their untitled um, I guess final uh, album is that um, in the early 2000s um, they signed to an uh, indie label, a, cr- a Christian label, Tooth and Nail, and they put out um, a pretty kind of like timely, arguably influ- influential, like straight up post hardcore album. Um, an album that would kind of like. Uh, simmer in the kind of philadelphia area until it kind of um summoned a uh myriad of other um ambiguously and nonchalantly french named post-hardcore bands like la dispute and touche more um and then they went on to release a couple other albums in the same um my favorite one is catch rest the foxes which has january 1979 on it um, which is still that kind of like progressive yeah. post hardcore with like a lot of lyrical emphasis and that kind of like their their gimmick, I guess, is that he never really sings. He just kind yeah. of like it's almost like an idol's kind of like uh, not rapping, but like a kind of like talky, shouty kind mm-hmm. of lead vocal. Um, and then somewhere around like the mid 2000s, um they kind of candidly said like we're pretty bored of the post hardcore thing so they had like kind of a large drawn out identity crisis as a group so like each album uh that followed um you know catch rust the foxes consecutively um was less and less heavy like there's one album that's like basically like an indie folk album and that kind of obviously polarized a lot of the fans that they had. Um, and then near the end of their career, 
uh, the last like, like 2015 to 2018, they put out Pale Horses and this self-titled, which I think I don't know intentionally or or otherwise is kind of like a retrospective of all the kind of like weird genre detours that they kind of like were pitfalls for them in the kind of like 2004 to 2008 kind of era. Um, so you get a couple tracks that are a little bit more in that January 1979 vein. Um, like the, the opener is kind of like that. Um, my favorite album on this, or sorry, my favorite track on this album uh, was Julia. Um, mm-hmm. But um, Winter Solstice, though it is snow themed, is kind <laughs> of more of that kind of uh, folky shoegazy kind of um, somber, sleepy, droney version of the band. Um, yeah, I definitely thought that it was like not at all <laughs> the same type of music. So I, I, I what you said about like the way he sings and the more post hardcore stuff, it's like that was kind of the first it, like band, if I remember correctly, uh, for me personally, hearing that like did that kind of weird talk singing that kind of became somewhat like a subgenre of post hardcore. Like it reminds me of like single mothers from like locally uh that kind of just like yeah not singing just speaking loudly idols yeah but idols is a little bit a little different obviously but yeah yeah um but the the kind of somber drony yeah almost shoegaze uh but then also like oh uh, like the decemberists like if the decemberists did shoegaze mm. um I have like this song you picked, uh, Winter Solstice. I, 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 at first, I didn't love it. It kind of struck me a little bit like odd. I was just like, oh, this is like weird, like not something that I would probably seek out. And then I kind of got more into the lyrics a little bit and then kind of felt more like, oh, it's really kind of a nicely written, like lyrical song. And, and even if it's not necessarily like, uh, exciting for me but but then i think it's it did kind of grow on me as a song actually like by the third time i listened to it i liked it a lot more um what did you think matt is this a band it definitely it definitely fits into your like the the kind of like more uh vague or not vague it's like specific lyrics but not like it's more image based metaphorical like Mm -hmm. not not directly speaking to things i struggle with like a lot of like biblical references like I, I i i like to know what is being what they're talking about and i i find a lot of it is like i don't know i don't know what what, you, what he's saying I, I i'm very i'm very lost and i'm sure that if i had like a deep uh kind of like knowledge of the bible i would i would sort of like get it a little bit more but i definitely struggle with it for me uh me without you i the only song that i i knew really well and that i've listened to like a million times is wolf am i i've heard i've listened to wolf am i i love wolf am i that's like a great a great song these these this song uh, winter solstice was a little bit slower for me so i struggled with it a little bit um i do i do like that style of in, especially in Wolf of I when when he does the like the sing, like the talking singing um that sort of thing uh but 
yeah i i i just it's so um it's 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 so not specific that i i str- i had trouble like grasping on to oh like lyrically uh, like yeah. specifically i like i like that like for me i obviously love that like it's just got like for me it's enough to be like painted with a pagan kind of like brush musically speaking in general like i love just like if someone's just making weird references to like trees and like things like that i I love that that's like the takes us back to early episode uh circle takes the square like that's what i love like just like i don't know what the like dark folk kind of horror it does kind of twist it a little bit now that i've i'm not sure if if ian was saying that they are a christian band or just signed to a christian label but that kind of does kind of taint my interpretation of the, the lyrics a little bit can you clarify are they christian they they yeah they started out as kind of like a um like christian post-hardcore band and tooth and label or tooth and nail sorry is like a that's like their thing they're like the christian metalcore label um i mean i'm sure i've met the the band a couple times and they've done some kind of weird uh shows and i'm sure they would not say that about themselves uh at this point and i'm not sure at what point that kind of changed for them but i could see how a lot of the biblical lyrics would be i mean like i do know several of the references which is based on my background but i could see that if you'd if you had no idea you're kind of like oh i know that that's some sort of like um you know uh, theologically relevant reference, but I've no, I, you know, I have no idea what that means or how to follow up on that. I could see how that'd be like a little bit insular and frustrating. Um, I just, I, I would like, I like those being used. I just, I just feel like I like them being used completely stripped of actual context. So, like, sure. I think that they're more powerful when they're just like uh, sort of visual references. Um, I did listen to an interview with him and where he was, he was like, he was like, yeah. And like, uh, like at this point I'm just doing, like, I realized that I don't exist. <laughs> and then that, that, that speaks to me that, that, that I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. We, I don't exist. He's right. like, I, I started my album with, I don't exist. And then I ended the album with, I don't, I don't exist. And then every album ever since then has just been a variation on that. Like I've just been kind of like pulling at that string. And so maybe that's why they stopped making music. Maybe you, you run out of, ways to like like you you like you realize your truth and then you kind of like can only express it in so many ways i don't know yeah regardless i have the lyrics up here and yeah i do love this like this is like you know if you if you reference like vultures and like (laughs) blasphemous towns in the same kind of (laughs) song i I, i'm there like that's pretty much all it takes for me to be (laughs) <laughs> engaged lyrically speaking i just it just didn't like i don't know necessarily that i was in a correct like state of mind to like appreciate the actual music and especially the entire album i felt a little bit like distracted while listening to it not necessarily by something on the outside but you know it drove me to kind of just like do that thing where it's like you're listening to it you might be taking a walk or something and then you're just like looking at something and then you were like, Oh, I didn't listen to like two tracks. I just was kind of like, it was just on in the back. Oh yeah. I I think. Yeah. And I do. I mean, I do like this album as a, like holistically, 
I think kind of like what I thought would be fun to kind of uh, go through is all the kind of like weird genre detours that are almost kind of referential to another apex in their kind of career I guess, is kind of a not the word I want to use but but um they're in their catalog um because there there is a little bit of like having followed them since the the their early days I guess I can kind of for me going listening to this again I'm like oh this song is more like um it's all false and this song is more like brother sister um so that was fun for me but i think there's still like a lot of peaks and valleys to it not in just not dynamically but also like in genre and timbre they do like different things that are textural to each song um but i i do like listening through it this is like a me without you flight or like a sampler like yeah that's kind of how i feel about it or was it like a wrap up for their like? Are they done? Like, was they're this done. just like them kind of? This is their last. Yeah, they're they're just a live like a band history. as of now. But I think this is their last year of just playing in general. Yeah, because that's cool. Then, like, I kind of appreciate that of being like, okay, for the last one, let's like go through sort of like a history of our of our sound and like re-explore everything. I'm sure, just like as a band, that was like interesting and fun to do. Um and satisfying on like a farewell kind of emotional level. Um, yeah, I still prefer that older stuff. I think personally, yeah, I definitely me, would go back too. to that. And uh, I think that it has like a lot more grit or something like I, it's hard to explain. We try to yeah, listeners, these. listeners, if you like this, this song or this album, go, go check out catch rest of the foxes. Uh, you won't be disappointed. It's a, it's a, a banger um this untitled album there's also a companion ep that goes with it that i guess is just like b-sides maybe or like a couple singles for college radio or whatever but the um all different songs also good people want to check that out um yeah i don't uh i don't know that i necessarily have too much more to add um did you do any any running to this one matt or no i because i am kind of a little bit still recovering the last like week and a half two weeks i've been kind of like just getting back on my feet i do think i ended up infecting many people at the party that i went to like with the sickness yeah yeah or with your beloved personality with my both but i you know to be honest with you i (laughs) kind of spent most of it in the bedroom so i don't know if they really got the full the full spectrum of like my personality, <laughs> but they definitely got the full spectrum of the illness that I gave them. When I went to a Christmas party, uh, that's when we I got sick too. So it yeah. just it sucks. Well, this Somebody was a Lord a... of the Rings party. Oh, true. Yeah, I mean it's obviously not a Christmas party, but how was the? Well, you went to a Lord of the Rings. Like, it was beautiful. It was or... so. It wasn't a watch party. It was just like they decor they they decorated the whole house uh like middle earth and they, they, all the food was was uh authentic to the movie it was just really really cool what's that bread wait called? you had lettuce bread? bread you had authentic lettuce bread so you just you ate a crumb <laughs> of bread and that was it yeah, yeah. 
That's pretty much all I ate because I was dying in the. Who's economy. your Who's your favorite character in in Lord of the Rings? Me, like, to be honest with you, I'm not a huge uh, Lord of the Rings guy, but my, my wife is, so she she she's really she loves the Legolas. Nice. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, great. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I I wish I would have went. What about you guys? Do you, do you have favorite Lord of the Rings characters? Um. Yeah. Definitely. You're not gonna. You're not gonna talk about it. I guess it depends. Like in the books, I like Tom Bombadil. Okay. But he's not in the movies. In the movies, I don't know. Worm tongue. <laughs> worm tongue's a good one. I really like Faramir. He's not in the first one, though, is he? I don't think. I don't so. know who any of these people. Which who is Faramir? Um, Boromir Faramir's the son. Yeah. Yeah. And the dad goes crazy and tries to set him on fire. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, man. Lord of the yeah. Rings. I watch a lot of like YouTube videos that are just like the weird, like, like this was the journey of the, this company of dwarves. It's like half an hour of just like one company of dwarves or whatever. Like, <laughs> and, uh, you watch yeah. this? I do. Yeah. I like that kind of, <laughs> that, I like, that, I like the fun. world building. <laughs> that would be fun. That's like, talk, it's yeah. If you're like, I'm, I am like, like I write some horror fantasy kind of stuff. So like, I'm very into like how crazy his ability to like create a world was. So I, I'm always interested in like how an entire history uh, with so much detail just comes from one person's imagination. That was one thing I wanted to mention that kind of like stir, like uh, kind of like came came into my head while I was listening to me without you is that do you, do you guys read poetry or listen to poetry because I find it really hard to as somebody who's like extremely literal I find it really hard to like wrap my head around poetic yeah. lyrics and do you write do you write poetry uh I yeah I do obviously I yeah. write songs and poetry and uh I like some poetry uh i like yeats i like like lovecraft i like that kind of or like early english horror like poe but i don't necessarily like much else so like it needs to be like weird and spooky mm. like, graveyards and lost loves and stuff so. well is and what about you ian um in like high school and university, I did. I read like T.S. Eliot or E. Cummings and stuff like that. But I'd have to be like really like hard lined into like a writer and just kind of like I would like obsess for a while and then like not really go back to it. I'm not like in the habit of like I I don't usually enjoy poetry just as part of my. I read an essay day. recently, which was crazy. So I read a Philip K. Dick essay. Oh, about how like he he was like he claims that one of his books like started occurring in real life, which brought him to believe that like, he's not actually like writing oh, no. uh, a, a book. He's like channeling, uh, he's like channeling reality, like divination. And like, and then he came to the conclusion that like, it's actually, it's not in the whatever 1970 it's the year is actually like, uh, it's the year 60 okay. AD. And like the 
the devil like created an illusion of history so that people forget that Christ is about to return. So I is it is this like one of those situations where he was like a genius and he like just got he he went too far outside of the the like I think he's the, the boundaries. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah, but yeah, I mean, essentially he's, I don't know. It would depend on how, how true his story about, cause like him rec- recounting how his book was real is like uncanny. Um, and, uh, and, and one of the reasons I looked into it, cause like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie waking life by Richard Linklater. Yeah. But at the end, the pinball scene. Uh, Richard Linklater's character in that in that movie talks about that exact uh, essay. Um, oh, and then I was like, oh, let me. That sounds crazy. Let me look at that. And then I did, and it was quite the interesting rabbit hole. Because I've been reading. I just read like do elect uh, do Android Dream of Electric Sheep or whatever. Yeah, I've read. I've read it. I, I I like his work. I've I've read Man on the High Castle. It was a great great book. Um, going going to you just reminded me with Poe and, and sort of like the Gothic imagery. I'm reading a book called goth by lol. Do you guys know lol? No, no. Okay. So, so Robert Smith of the cure was in a band with lol and he, 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 Robert Smith actually named him lol, LOL, like decades before LOL was a thing. Like he just named him lol and that he took that on as his name. And like he goes by Lol now, like the 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 name on the book is Lol, and uh, and he, Robert Smith basically just like would make fun of him, and he, Lol was kind of like this like uh, pressure valve for for Robert Smith to like get out all his anger, and he just like would just like make fun of him all the time and and whatever. But Lol Lol wrote this book about like goth and gothic music, and he was talking about like gothic. Uh, literature and like the kind of the but really i'm like reading it i'm like lol this book is just about you like he's like he's really like i really like the clash i'm like that is not i don't think that's goth that's just like what you listen to lol (laughs) damn there's like other guys that are in the cure still that he like renamed their names are all like like that they're like plural and moral is that true i think so yeah, either Robert that, either that or like, like the guys in the cure have all weird names. <laughs> I I don't I think he only named Lowell, but he it, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Robert Smith was a real uh, interesting guy. <laughs> he has like full control of that band. Yeah, I don't. I I think I have vague memories of like finding out that he was like kind of obsessive or something. Um, but I, I don't really know enough to. I love him. I love him. He punched Morrissey in the face. Maybe yeah, he did. That's true. Good. Yeah. I mean, actually, that no notes. Perfect. Somebody did. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Really, really good. No I, notes. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm. I. I do love the Cure. So, anyways, that's all I've got Thanks, for 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 me without you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, cool. It was a good. It's it was good. I I feel like I it has my listening uh pattern with this band won't change. I feel like if I am going to want to dive into them deeper, I'm going to start at like the the earlier stuff, the 2004 album. Yeah, I might go back and listen to that that second album because I am not familiar with it at all. I I jumped in in the the album that came out after that, Brother Sister. 
Um, but I guess that would bring us to the end of the show, which would be where I tell you guys what I picked. So yes. I teased it as big. I don't think it's big. It's just it's just a band that is kind of like quite no patrol. Oh, Snow Patrol in my boat. This is, is that, not is that Snow Patrol. Or is that Mew? <laughs> I don't know any Snow Patrol, so obviously okay. maybe I should have picked them. There was a band that I I was trying to think of, and I can't. And I think that they have the word snow in their band name, and they're Canadian. Can you help me, Matt? Do you know this is it, band? Is it is it uh, Informer by Snow? Yeah, that's it actually. Um, oh. No. Uh, Dude, I can't. Anyway, that's not the band I picked. So I'm going to uh, pick uh, the song Tycho Racing Set and A Christmas Story 15 times. Oh, by kind of like spitting. Yeah. OK. I don't know this cool. band. <laughs> OK, so we'll talk about that next time. I'm not going to say next week because I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to be a liar, but um, we're trying our best to. Bi-weekly seems to be the 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 latest we've been hitting, so that I'm not I'm not really too mad about that. Um, so yeah, this show officially comes out uh, either once a week or either once every two weeks. <laughs> what, what what album is this? What album is it on? Oh, sorry, yes, and it's off the album Bridges Worth Burning. Ooh, okay, from two thousand two. Yeah, all right, and um, so. Yeah, get your tissues. Um, <laughs> so that's it from from us, I think. So any any final thoughts on anything uh, in general, Ian or Matt? I know Matt kind of already gave us. We I talked about Philip K. Dick, then Matt talked about the Cure. So I, you can did, you can talk. Did about you want to go on a rant? Oh no, I definitely don't. Um, is that you? Catch us the foxes a better album that you should yeah. listen to but it's not about <laughs> snow so yeah um, that's the thing about matt come on man this i know is like, we this can is stop much. we can stop doing the themes we don't have to do it uh, anymore no, i had a good well, the themes are good the, theme, the themes work i had um, a theme i have to ask amanda because we talked about it um oh yeah i want to do covers i feel like that's like one we could do okay. once a year yeah okay all right you know, so, so you want to cool. do that next starting next week I'll, I'll pick a cover and then we'll go oh perfect that. Yeah, yeah, that, that works great. Okay. Alrighty. Um cool. Yep. All right. Have a good night. And sorry about Bye, last episode. Last episode I left in like a minute and a half of us talking after the Oh my god. Got, so. Did we say anything offensive? No, I don't believe so. Okay, great. It was <laughs> like we we were like we were like, how how'd that sound? It's like, oh I think that was really good. He's like, yeah, like can't go like it's like we were very it doesn't it makes us look very like that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Why would you do that? It's a sharp broadcast. I, I can replace it. So yeah. if so if you're listening to this now, go you might be able to hear that, but I might have taken it out. I don't know. It might be gone. Okay. Okay. Good night, everybody. Bye.